welcome back to take two of Miserable and Reckless because I forgot to hear, share audio. So you, the audience, nor my co-host could hear the opening theme. But uh, this podcast brings you unfiltered opinions on music, <laughs> culture, and all things the South and a little bit of sports mixed in there, too. So go on to follow us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Well, we don't have Instagram on this. We should probably get on that. But um, and make sure you go to the website. fan out there who wants to start one. Pretty day. much one of our very loyal fans, maybe in the, uh, the Kansas City market, might could help us out in that regard. Don't know. <laughs> but uh follow us on the website as well coldcansnetwork.com uh miserable-reckless.com and check all that out all right so jumping into the good the bad and the ugly uh morgan why don't you start things off i'm glad to start it off man i'm gonna go good great and awesome because it's just been an amazing amazing week um let's start it off with uh, good. Bridget is knocking it out of the park with this walking thing. She is just, she's walking more than crawling. So I think we're uh, getting closer and closer to just walking and running being, you know, the way of getting around. Unless, of course, we're just going to throw temper tantrums and crawl around on the floor like, like an injured army man. Um, great. Uh, ACC championship tournament's going on right now. And last night, Tech was playing Clemson, and Tech played, you know, held their own for most of the game. Uh, Storm Murphy had a hell of a second half, got them to overtime, and then Maddox, with seconds left, hit a three-point buzzer beater and just it killed the game. Sent Clemson home, and now my awesome is Tech is just about to beat uh, Notre Dame in the next round. And uh, I guess we'll face the winner of UNC and the Bowtie Wussy Drinkers. Wait, wait, so, who? Which one? <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> UVA. Um, <laughs> oh, so. oh. <laughs> Bowtie versus. Uh, Wine coolers, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a good week. And well, I hope you guys uh, close it out against Notre Dame, and I hope that you beat either so. of the so too. either of the bow tie guys. All right, Dustin, good, the bad, and the ugly. Especially because you called the game with twenty six point six seconds left. Yeah, I got it on over here, so we'll let <laughs> America well, know if it goes the other way. What was that oh, phrase was that? that I've heard uh, you two say? Don't no, Morgan will reach through this. He lives in Raleigh, keep in mind. True. Go ahead. I, I'll keep the train rolling. Um my, my uh my good or funny is my kid. So over the past few days, uh my wife's been out of town for work, and so it's just been me and her, and one of the days she was asking for water. It'd been sitting there overnight, but I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to give it to her. So she took it. It's just in one of those like little containers, you know, like, like we walk around with, like you open it yeah, up, you drink it. I do it all the it. time. Yeah. So I gave it to her and she like took it and she shook it and she was like, ice. I was <laughs> like, yeah, there's ice in there. Don't worry about it. You're good. And she, so she opens it up and starts to drink it and then she shakes it again. She's like, ice. And I basically was like, Okay, 
let me have it. <laughs> and I had to go and put ice in it. And then I had to shake it and be like, there's ice in there. And then give it back to her and she was satisfied. She did it again today. We handed it to her and she was shook it and she was like, ice. So if it, if she doesn't hear it, she knows it's not in there and she hands it back and will not drink it unless there's ice in her water. So <laughs> that developing quite the personality. Um, ugly, which we don't have to spend much time on, is uh, UNC beat Duke and Coach K's last game in Cameron. So that sucks. Um, but, you know, we're, we, it's, a, it's a new season now. So, and we're 1-0. and So. That's that's where we're at. Um, and then my interesting fact, and then I'll slide into the era of good feelings from there, is uh, I recently saw, and I hadn't really thought about this, but it'll next season will be the first time since 1960 that either Dean Smith or Coach K will not be a coach in the Oof. ACC. Wow! So that's five decades of two pretty big giants within the conference mm. and uh, probably unlikely to ever be replicated again um, with, you know, in, in any program, their programs or any other program, just the success that those two men had, the stature that they have in the sport and the longevity is just incredible. Um, so that kind of blew me away a little bit as I was like, you know, there were all kinds of stat stories that have come out the past week. Um, as they've talked about the Duke Carolina game and that one, I, I was pretty impressed by. And then in a, a news and observer write up where they did an interview with Coach K, Coach K actually reflected on Dean. Obviously, they were not cl close buddies back when they were competitors, but they eventually developed a friendship. And uh, it, there's a good article out there about him and Dean's last meeting. Dean had um, it was it had early dementia. And it was towards the end of his life, but they happened to be on Bald Head Island together, actually, both just vacationing separately. And uh, Coach K had run into Dean Smith's wife and asked if they could come see him. And she's pretty private, still is pretty private. And uh, but decided to let him come and see him. Seemed that it, you know, it meant a lot to him that he was able to go and talk to him and see him one last time. Um, and then they, you know, Again, like once they weren't competitors, they did kind of form that bond um, almost in the way that Coach K and Jimmy V did. Not Maybe not quite the same relationship, but um, there was there was some level of friendship and relationship there. And uh, it's an interesting story. News and Observer wrote about it if you're a Duke Carolina fan or just an interested ACC fan. So that's my good slash funny, ugly, and then my interesting and era of good feeling. All right, Ryan, good, bad, and the ugly. Sure. Um, my good is that uh, I think he buried the lead, but it, at least for me. But it was good to see Dustin this weekend. We actually got to watch the game together um, with his aforementioned child who's getting into her full routine already if she wants ice <laughs> in her drink all the time. <laughs> um, and so that was pretty cool to see. And the game was the game was cool. It was a little bit of an awkward ending. Um, this isn't prepared. Uh, this isn't part of the podcast, but I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to offer an apology. Um, I'd like to apologize for, for Saturday afternoon for my, for my blog, um, that I threw on the website. Um, it was unacceptable. 
Um, it really was unacceptable. I mean, I mean, the season, the season of our blog has been very acceptable, but I, I just would like to let everyone know that, that my blogging is, is, isn't over. All right. So I'd just like to apologize because that was completely unacceptable. So, uh, so I'm glad to say that, uh, that, um, you know, uh, Duke has a, I, well, I guess you guys beat Syracuse today, just barely speaking of coaches that, that have a love affair with Kelly. So, uh, um, <laughs> Punchy, Punchy Boheim had to sit down, but uh, he squeaked by. So we'll see if we can't beat the uh, in the battle of the bow ties. See if we, uh, we being Carolina, can't squeeze it out tonight while we're on this podcast. I did find it interesting. Uh, they interviewed Jay Billis after, um, I don't know, it was Monday or Tuesday of this week. And he was obviously at the game with every single other dude player, it seemed like, in the history of all time. And he was pointing out that, um, all the different things that happened with Coach K, I thought it was kind of interesting. He basically pointed to Jay Billis, who went to Duke, and is one of the uh, main announcers on ESPN. He pointed to Danny Ferry, and I'm sorry if we're like diving too deep into this, but he basically said Danny Ferry is like the number one dude um, in high school, and I think it was 1985. And uh, because he signed at Duke, it basically brought in like a bunch of talent, like Dawkins and Leitner and Hurley, and that's kind of what saved there's always like this moment where like you, it could go both ways and I'm sure Carolina's had them, but because they were interviewing Billis, he basically said like that probably saved coach K way back in the day because it, so talking about longevity and stuff like that, it was interesting. So my good is we beat Kara or uh, we beat Duke and uh, we ruined their moment and coach K had to apologize to everyone. I thought that was great. Um, the bad part, uh, speaking of the Carolina Duke rivalry is actually today. I saw this for the first time. Uh, not really comfortable, uh, as I, Dustin, I know we share this opinion, not really comfortable with Christian Leitner showing up all of a sudden everywhere. Um, was completely fine with JJ Reddick, uh, pimping out his podcast on his hat on Saturday. He was wearing, yeah, he literally wore his, his podcast hat. Like the name of his podcast was on his hat at the Duke game. I guess he knew he was going to be on ESPN a lot, the camera would. So he decided to pimp it out. I thought was funny. I turned to Dustin halfway through. I said, what is, what is that? Is that like a clothing brand? He goes, no, that's the name of his podcast. I was like, oh, we should have, <laughs> we, we should have had something. But uh, I, I think someone's just, just upset because Crybaby Hansborough doesn't get in any attention at all for anything. No, I, they missed an opportunity. <laughs> they, I hear you, but they missed an opportunity. They had my favorite player of all time from Carolina in a Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. I know we had a blog about Snoop Dogg recently, but he's in a Corona commercial, Vince Carter, and they put Christian Leitner in it just to piss everyone off. Sue Bird's also in it. I mean, come on. It, it, it should be J.J. Reddick in this commercial. I don't, right. I don't mind. JJ. Well, we did talk about this. J.J. Reddick is actually, his post-due career, he has talked about the era of good feelings. He's in the era of good feelings with America. Like People like J.J. Reddick. They hated him. And yep. they, they like him now. Christian Leitner still hate it. Everybody hates Christian Leitner, unless you're a Duke fan. Um, but what I don't like about Christian Leitner is he's growing out facial hair and he looks like a weirdo. Like, he needs to shave that stuff off. So, it's just, he doesn't look good with facial hair. Yeah, some, people can, some people can handle it and some people just, no. Nah. Yeah. And then, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying JJ Reddick was actually just on Pardon My Take uh, also with PFT and Big Cat, uh, which is by far the number one sports podcast um, you know, out there. 
and he gave a really good interview. I've only got through like half of it, but he gave a really good interview, kind of like talking about uh, a whole bunch of things like with his career. And then, of course, like Big Cat, you know, hates Coach K because of the 2015 national title where they beat his beloved Wisconsin Badgers. But JJ was on that. So if you're interested in another JJ Reddick interview, definitely check that out. So keeping my very Carolina and Duke focused, uh, for batting the ugly going, my ugly for this week is very simple. It's the way that everyone is treating North Carolina quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm sick of it. I heard a story this week about Sam Howell, and he was asked to play Papa Shot by the Eagles. This is ridiculous. He doesn't play basketball. Just because he came from North Carolina and we're a known basketball school doesn't mean that the guy's going to – has nothing to do with anything. So the Eagles can take a hike. All right, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sick of everyone talking about how Mitchell Trubisky needs to go to the Giant, which is one of the worst teams in football. Right. He's on the Bills. Just let him stay on the Bills. They almost went to the Super Bowl last year. He's learning from a great quarterback in Josh Allen. No, apparently he needs to go to the Giants and he needs to compete with Daniel Jones. He didn't compete with Daniel Jones when they were in school together. Although the one game I went to, he did lose to Daniel Jones. But that's the <laughs> <laughs> Daniel like Jones you said, never lost to Carolina. Yeah, like you said, he didn't compete with Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he went higher in the draft, okay? So speaking of people that are going to go high in the draft and maybe not pan out, I'm just saying, leave Sam Howell alone, all right? And enough with this Mitchell Trubisky transferring to the other New York team. I'm just going to say. I'm sorry, but. Mitchell Trubisky's talent is worth about as much as a cup of coffee from a rundown gas station in the middle of Kenston. <laughs> you would take him. You would take him on the Washington, no. whatever they're called. I don't know. No, no, we have a quarterback. We have a quarterback, which is part of my good, the bad, and the ugly. But uh, I will say that I'm going to tell you, like all of you guys tell me when I complain about NC State basketball, just have your quarterbacks win more, and then maybe you'll get some respect. <laughs> I don't remember any of us saying that. <laughs> May not be exact quote. Ben said. All right. Well, it sounds like I set you up for your good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. So my good, the bad, and the ugly, keeping it with the quarterback talk. Um, I have a couple goods. One of them may be controversial amongst the Washington fans um, and then a bad. The good, uh, start with NFL football since you um, mentioned the quarterback stuff. Carson Wentz got traded to the now Washington Commanders, formerly Redskins. I really actually like the move. Really do. Uh, Carson Wentz is effectively being treated just like Tony Romo was for a long time. Tony Romo was a good quarterback who caught a lot of shit unnecessarily. Carson Wentz has only had two seasons where he's had double-digit interceptions in his career. He literally had 27 touchdown passes, 3,600 yards passing, and seven picks last year. So he is easily going to be one of the best quarterbacks the Redskins, now the Commanders, have had in the last 20 years. I'll take Carson Wentz any day of the week, and I'm happy about it. I mean, the bar on the Redskins QB is not very high. We've never really been quarterback rich. I mean, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamic could very well play right now. (laughs) I mean, just as a funny, uh, I was telling Jenny this earlier today. She was like, she's like, how old is he? Or she said something like that. He's like 29. And I was like, I have no idea. But a, a postman many years ago here in D.C., I was talking to him about the Redskins one day, and he was just like, I know what they're going to do. They're going to roll right on down here to the rest home, find somebody, and then overpay them. Going to give them a big contract, long contract, they can't finish, and overpay them. That's what we always do. <laughs> so, that sounds like ain't wrong. It's, it's pretty true, <laughs> but in, in Carson Wentz's defense, he's 29 years old. 
He started in the league in 2016. He actually was born in Raleigh, North Carolina. But uh, Carson Wentz, you know, it. So you're claiming Carson Wentz now too. Yeah, he was only here for three years, but yeah, we'll claim. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, it it can be a lot worse than Carson Wentz. Everybody like maligning Carson Wentz in our fan base. I don't get it because it's not like we have had Tom Brady for 20 years and we're complaining because we ended up with somebody after that. I mean, it's like w- they went from Tom Brady to Ma- to Mac Jones and people complain. Like, come on, <laughs> Carson Wentz is going to be a, a probably one of the better quarterbacks we've had at least in the last five years. But I think I it's mean, a good. Yeah, but again, the bar is low. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if we get five stats wins, guy, stats guy, his he's got good QB stats. So I think that it can only be better than Taylor Heineke and the one game wonder Ryan Fitzpatrick. So till till he gets the Redskins and and something <laughs> bad happens, I'm not gonna say like <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but something bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, trust me, could could happen. But uh, the second good, got to throw a shout out and a congratulations to the Lady Wolfpack in basketball. They are not only the ACC champions, but they are the back-to-back-to-back three-peat ACC champions. Uh, So shout out to those ladies with that. Um, That's been something that hasn't been done in Wolfpack uh, basketball history and the women's side, um, or probably the men's side too, but I got to give them a shout out on that. Congrats to them. And now for the bad, um, not to go too deep in this, because we'll probably have something in the, on this in the, uh, later in the show, but there's talk of uh, the DH being introduced in the National League. Don't like it, don't want it. Um, I like the, how you have to, it's a different strategy, different type of baseball in the National League, offers a, um, a strategic uh, maneuvering for both teams in the World Series. I think that it's a good idea to not have a DH. Don't like it, don't want it. Next topic on that. So that's my good, good, and bad uh, when it comes to this week. All right, let's move into the weekend look ahead. As you guys mentioned, the ACC tournament's happened. I'll get my part out of the way quick because there's not much to say. The last place Wolfpack lost by six to Clemson for what is the worst season in NC State history for the first time ever. We have lost 20-plus games in a year. Yes, we have never done that before, and this year we did it. So whatever, yeah, screw them. Basketball worry, season's we, over. We kicked, don't worry, we kicked we kicked uh, Clemson out. So yeah. So I was gonna say, it's gonna throw it over to Morgan. It sounded like when Dustin was doing as good, the bad, and the ugly, we got an update on the Virginia Tech game. So tell us what happened. Well, yes. Um, I heard a fuck yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, they kept giving the ball to uh, yeah. They kept inbounding the ball to Storm Murphy because his free throw has been on point so far and Notre Dame just kept falling him so he kept going back to the line and hitting both of them and then we just finished the game and uh, it was nice we move on Storm Murphy sounds like he's just dude Storm Murphy's awesome <laughs> just that name alone is badass <laughs> where, where was he was he down at Wofford yeah he transferred a year later after Mike Young yeah. uh, came, came from there he does not when look like the uh, the typical ACC guard, uh, but no. he's he's done well. well dude, he, he he played well at Wofford, like when uh, he had them. Uh, he was one of the main reasons why they were in the tournament uh, that year. So I'm excited. They got a they got a good young team. Yeah, Mike Young is going to do well there. So. I agree. It, 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 he he came to a, a retirement job pretty much. Like he's he's set 
you know, he's a Radford guy. He's hometown boy. He was, you know, doing pretty well winning. He had a good season last year. They started off kind of rough this year, but um, I'm excited. Yeah. Could be. So, right. Angle, so- you got a game tonight. Bow ties yeah. versus bow ties and wine coolers and all that. <laughs> that is Angle's uh, screen name when he writes blogs is the Bowtie Brigade. I don't think you're supposed to give that away. I mean, I he, can... he, he's already said he wrote the most recent blog, so all they have to do is put, do a Google search. It's worth <laughs> a Google. <laughs> you know, when, they, when, they, when they show footages of each other's schools throughout the game, they can just show empty football stadiums. <laughs> hey, Whatever. Tony Elliott deserves more respect than that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever makes oh, he's you guys a, feel good whatever makes you guys feel good uh, story you know I'm picking you know I'm picking oh I know I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing Tony Elliott is in for a world of pain this season <laughs> he's in for a world yeah. of pain welcome to being a head coach and not having the athletes that you're and, and, having welcome to being a head coach at a uh, Ivy at a wannabe Ivy League school that's welcome to not being named Bronco I mean, what a great name for a football coach. <laughs> Pretty sure that was 50% of the reason why that guy got hired. <laughs> uh, it might be. Well, obviously the tournament is still ongoing. Uh, Duke Miami mm-hmm. play tomorrow. Uh, Virginia Tech will be playing the winner of the game tonight between Carolina and UVA. So we'll see how that goes. You know. We'll update you next week on how happy or sad anybody here on this podcast is based off of that. Um, but one fun thing about the ACC tournament that we always bring up every year is uh, when you were up in North Carolina, especially in the old days, but I'm sure it's still this way <clears throat> today. The ACC tournament's a big deal. Um, to, so much so that when you are a child in elementary school, high school, middle school, you usually didn't have class when the tournament started usually watched or if, if you weren't at a fancy school like me and Logan, you had to listen to on the radio um, the games. <laughs> so there was an article written a few years ago. and this uh, I'll read one quick paragraph about it and then we can kind of talk about it. Um, just the idea of this, because it's probably foreign to a lot of states that it would be this big of a deal. But he was talking about two things were constants, and one of them was the ACC tournament. He said, most of us were natives. I told you this was a long time ago. So we already had built-in allegiances. We had, therefore, a solid supply of sweatshirts declaring a favorite team, which enabled us to participate in elementary school Atlantic Coast Conference combat. This meant, of course, that if your team wore, you wore the victorious team sweatshirt on the day after it beat the other team, and then you acted as as obnoxiously as possible, which pretty much describes my entire life in school. Um, Once it was basketball season, it was a lot of fun. Or it was hell, depending on how things turned out. And we made sure that we gave it as good as we got it. I know for us, uh, our your cool as as so the article is from our state magazine, which is North Carolina magazine. And um for us, it was uh you got to listen to it on the radio if you got a a cool teacher. And this was back when the ACC tournament actually started on a Friday. And they finished on a Sunday, which now it starts on Tuesday. I mean, who has time to watch that? And um, 
so you know we got to listen to the games cheer for our team give each other a hard time like it was a lot of fun i mean you think about it like in terms of when you had eight or nine acc schools um and four of them were from north carolina just how big of a deal that was um you know morgan angle I'll let y'all jump in here in a minute, but Logan, you were a little bit behind me in school. Did y'all still like listen to the games by the time that y'all came along? The conference started to expand a little bit by the time. You yeah, we still older. we still listened to them. By the time I got to high school, we actually were watching the games because um, more of it was streaming online, and so we started to be able to uh, watch it on like comp- the computer. Like if you had a cool teacher like Mr. Merritt, shout out one of my favorite teachers I had. He would um actually like let us put it on a projector and connect the computer to him. We'd watch it in his chemistry class. So, um, but yeah, we definitely did. And as technology progressed, we actually got to visually see the game. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have any fancy TVs back in my day. Not even the wheeling ones that you rolled in and you put up the antenna it was straight radio. Angle Morgan, what was, what was y'all's experience? I mean, Morgan, you weren't ACC when you were growing up, but no. you know, was there anything similar? Over no, the years. no, I don't remember. They didn't. We we didn't have it like you guys did. I mean, basketball for you guys down here was uh, you know, it's like high school football in Virginia and uh, Texas, pretty much. It's uh, y'all live and breathe, breathe that crap. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you talk about we I mean, we didn't have yeah they didn't have we didn't have anything like that with their. No classes in the schools just watching the ACC tournament. Of course, like I said, we didn't have the teams weren't in the ACC then, so we were in the uh, Big East where they ended pecking. When when did they join the Big East? Those were in the Big they were independent. They were in the, they were yeah. independent in the uh, the eighties, right? Yeah, it was the nineties, I think, when you guys joined the Big East. Yeah. Yeah, but Morgan, you're right though. Like in North Carolina, except go ahead. I was just gonna say North Carolina is a different probably animal from most of the states in the ACC because of just four four teams from the conference being there. Well, also in in the 80s and early 90s, I mean, it was Duke and UNC, UNC and Duke. I mean, look, and then like Wake Forest, the the 80s and the early 90s had Duke and UNC. I mean, it was like I wouldn't. I'm not surprised that they weren't. You know, having canceling classes and and having y'all watch the uh, tournament. Logan's getting mad because you're forgetting Jimmy V, and then before that, David Thompson. Oh, sorry, I didn't. There's a list of all-time <laughs> ACC titles. It is Duke, UNC, North Carolina State, and then everybody else, and it's not even close. Just saying. <laughs> um, the the goal or the bronze medal finally uh, finisher at the Olympics that finishes an hour behind everybody does win the bronze medal. <laughs> well the only difference between my program and y'all's was we our legendary coach didn't coach beyond the 80s sure. <laughs> i'm not gonna talking, make any joke about the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't expect you to <laughs> yeah yeah well you can't joke on that no we're talking about the four we the would get canceled <laughs> yeah yeah well, maybe our listeners wouldn't know and they wouldn't understand. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the, I mean, in the 90s, too, you had Wake Forest was yeah. uh, Skip Prosser. They were a good, and they had Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Like, those were yeah. good basketball teams. So, it, there, it was 
I mean, ACC tournament during those days and in the 80s. Yeah. And then I've, I've watched bits and pieces. I got to go through. ESPN's got that documentary on the ACC tournament. That I've yeah, been I was watch watching that the other night, night, actually. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's it was, uh, yeah. Go ahead. It's still fun, but it's not quite the um, energy that it used to be. No, not even close. Yeah, the episode I was watching was the was it eighty one to eighty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was Logan's glory days. I well, know the actual glory days were the beginning of the ACC tournament because it was the Everett Case Invitational, essentially at the very beginning of the conference. Dustin knows from some of our friends, uh, the Salmons. They the longtime state fans that are much older than me love to talk about Everett Case. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love to bring up things that were well before anybody's time on the earth. Now, I do have a question. I do have a question for Ryan. I, I mean this legitimately. I don't mean this facetiously or sarcastically or anything. So I hear this from Carolina fans, not you, to your credit. I hear this from Carolina fans where I talk about how, like, historically, State is a top 25 program by every media outlet's, um, you know, measure when they do their list, like historically, not the last 20 years, they say, well, your national championships didn't count because they were in non-modern times. And I was like, well, when I say that, that to them, my, my, or they say that to me and my response is, what about your 57 and your 82 championship? Because do those not count? They were like, no, those count. I was like, so why do yours count? But mine don't, <laughs> doesn't make sense. I was like, I, I was like, they count. But to your credit, you've never team. done that. Like, but some of them, like Jordan, who was on the last episode of Country and Cold Gans, he did that. But my question is, where does, for a Carolina fan's perspective, it count as modern basketball? 1980. Fair enough. For me, the way I see it is any, any, well, maybe not Fleetwood Mac, but any decent music <laughs> came out after 1980. <laughs> well, Dustin, what it sounds like yeah. to me is when Coach K joined the ACC is where modern basketball too. started. Yeah, that's that's when basketball history began, 1980. <laughs> so, and it's ending. It ends this year. And, and, it, uh, also, and it also omits a couple of years in Chapel Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not 1924. I, to, I did. I did point out in my blog that we're encouraging people to go read because it's spiteful. That uh, that uh, that's why I was okay because we had six, including 1924. So when it's convenient, which you know. is a false fake ass championship, but anyway, yeah, okay. I mean, look, you can hang. Time. I can hang up banners. I can put banners in my apartment. Say champions every year if I want. Look, I've told, I mean, I've told Dustin before that the NCAA does not recognize the retroactive 1924 title from a bakery in California, but they do recognize, I believe it was 1933 shared national title in football for Duke football that Duke University itself doesn't recognize, weirdly enough, but the NCAA does. So, Dustin, I think that you should start claiming a football national title. Weren't you yeah. called Presbyterian well, College back then? <laughs> Trinity College, but... <laughs> it was Trinity, but it wasn't... It wasn't... Uh, Duke was Duke in the past hundred years, so... Um, before we get too far away from it, there is an interesting aspect... That I bet you guys wouldn't guess, and I don't know if we brought it up on this podcast or not before, but when you're talking about rolling in the TVs and stuff like that, I grew up in Maryland. I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is very close to the University of Maryland College Park, which was in the ACC. So there were a lot of parents 
and a lot of students who would rock if it wasn't Georgetown because of Patrick Ewing and Allen Iverson when I was growing up, then it was Maryland. It was interesting because since we're shouting out names of teachers, uh, Mrs. Nader, that's an actual substitute teacher who taught all the way through my Christian, maybe this is why we had the role in TVs, my Christian elementary school. Um, she would teach at various levels. So it wasn't like you just had her one year. She always seemed to be in my class right around the time the ACC tournament was on. And this is important because she, A, she was a substitute teacher, right? And I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm just saying, B, you know, if it was available, she would have one of the rolling TVs. And then all of a sudden we might find her alma mater, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, on the screen. So <laughs> as far as I was concerned, I was in heaven because that was my team that I wanted to watch. and. To echo what you guys are talking about, I know I'm again, I'm not sure what of this is conversations we've had in the past as friends and what's on the pod, but you guys were in the minority as Duke kids with a sea of Carolina and to a certain extent state down there. And then I definitely was in the minority growing up because it was Maryland and to a certain extent Georgetown. And to cheer for North Carolina, even if the te- and of course, if the teacher's cheering for it, that's even worse. That, that makes you super uncool. <laughs> so I, I will always remember that. And I do always have that, that memory of, and that continued into high school because Maryland was still in the ACC when I was in high school. So I'm going to be aging myself. But um, uh, we would have teachers that went to Maryland that were young and, you know, they're five, 10 years removed from Maryland. So they would roll the TV right back in. And these are in the public schools. So uh, there wasn't much learning going on in a lot of the schools I went to anyways, because they were public schools <laughs> in, in the state of Maryland. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting aspect. Obviously, uh, I'd be curious now what the experience is, because God help those poor souls if they have to sit there and watch that Big Ten crap. So, yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better about aging yourself, I don't think you age yourself as much as you think, because uh, Maryland was actually in the ACC while for my first two years of college. So. I guess you're not that old. Yeah, it was 2013. They left. So seems like seems like the past decade's been a little bit of a blur. That may, you know, be related to the fact that I can drink legally now. But <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, sort of tournament related, but not ACC tournament related. I'm fully in favor of I, we would love to put a blog together on this bringing back the big four tournament where Carolina, North Carolina state, Wake Forest and Duke played an early season, like late December mini tournament where it, it was, it was just those four teams. It was basically a tobacco road rivalry and they played a, they played each other. The winners played for the championship and the losers played for third place. And I mean, yeah, it's a third time, potentially fourth time if you play again postseason against each other. But bring it back. I would, I'd love to see that. That would be fun. There's some pod. <clears throat> there was some pod stuff when they were talking about football and basketball, and they're talking about pod. For example, they had those four together in a pod, and then they had West Virginia. We don't need to revisit this, but coming in with Pittsburgh and then playing the two Virginia schools, and I always thought that that would be super watchable and super interesting. Not that they couldn't play each other, but yeah. So oh. far off track are we now? <laughs> I mean, it's, well, we do. it's still ACC adjacent. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, if we, what we do? 
What if we just change the name of the podcast to ACC and Jason? <laughs> yeah, the ACC. Yeah, about accurate. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see how the tournament shakes up. Uh, I guess we'll have a little bit on if uh, one of you three guys end up with your team in the championship game. Mine lost in the first round on Tuesday. Didn't even watch. Didn't care. So got the uh, the UNC UVA game on here. I usually know at least one person on on the UVA team. I don't know who any of these. Who's the cat that looks like he'll probably play for Boston in two or three years? Mm-hmm. Key High Clark is a good player. Tall, tall white kid with a beard. Well, that's Carolina. Yeah, the, who's the Carolina? I, oh, Brady Manic. Brady Manic. Yeah. O- Oklahoma transfer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's a grad transfer? Yeah. Thanks. His mom. Apparently his mom was like, his dad was a good athlete, but his mom was apparently a pretty incredible uh, basketball athlete on her, of her own right in Oklahoma. So he's like having to try to live up to that standard. And she reminds him of it, apparently. Looking look like, <laughs> look like Bill Walton when he had long hair and a beard. <laughs> it's pretty scruffy if you see his beard. The, uh, when I hear the story about Brady Mannix's mom, it reminds me of the story of Reggie Miller. Not Southern, but Reggie Miller came home and his older sister, Cheryl, is like probably the Michael Jordan of women's basketball at USC. So he went to USC as well and had to live in her shadow the entire time. So he came home and uh, I guess he'd scored like, I don't know, 60 points in a game or something. He's pretty proud of himself. He's obviously in the Hall of Fame is like probably arguably the best three point shooter in the NBA. Um, Steph and Larry Bird might have something to say about that. But anyways, he came home, he was pumping his chest. He scored, I think it was 41 or 61. It doesn't matter because his sister waited till he was done. And then Mike dropped him and said, well, I scored 102 tonight. So not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. (laughs) Instead of (laughs) walk away. (laughs) So if Brady Mannix even going through half of that, I I already feel bad for you, bro. All right. So I guess we can close out the weekend. Look at real quick, you know, you guys have anything um, interesting going on for me? I'm kind of just uh, Ooh, hanging yeah. out, doing nothing really special. So hopefully you guys will have something more entertaining for the audience. Well, Grandma is coming early tomorrow and watching the kids while the wife and I go out to eat somewhere. Uh, we haven't said it where yet, but it's going to be somewhere. Um, Undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> take out and sing in the back of the armada <laughs> I mean at this point I don't I don't care it's just going to be her and I and it's going to be relaxing um, and then hopefully you know watching ho- hopefully tech advances another round so yeah basketball and we're actually going to wish a friend a happy birthday on Saturday so, That'll be fun. Yeah, as long as Duke's winning, I'll be happy. Otherwise, I'm gonna be grumpy. <laughs> oh. <I> gotta <laughs> go. Really, is there really any other way to be that, than grumpy? Yeah, I can be happy as long as we win. <laughs> you were reasonable on Saturday. There was no tantrums. You saved those until after I left. I guess. I was about to say, Emmy might be able to tell you different. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I got golf this weekend, which is different from my NASCAR update. Uh, it's my second favorite tournament of the entire year, not the Masters, <sighs> but it's the players. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so I thought about writing something on the thing about it, but it was just going to turn into my one story, which I'm pretty sure I've shared on the pod about getting to tour the championship room. It was pretty crazy. I was thinking about that today. They were talking about it. So it's on Thursday through Sunday. The weather's supposed to be really crappy down there. It's the 40th uh, anniversary. It's always played at the same place in uh, Ponte Vedra, which is just south of Jacksonville, just north of St. Augustine. And um, uh, they've had multiple, what is it? How do I say this? They've had multiple winners that have won multiple times, but never somebody that's won back to back. So that's kind of interesting. So they've had less than, 30-something, 37, 38, 36 winners that have ever been able to change in the championship locker room. And for some reason, some kind stranger decided, uh, who was working the bar the night of the Florida-Georgia game, that he was going to let me go in there with him. Uh, It was his idea, not mine. And I have a picture of me standing in front of Roy McElroy's locker. So if that's not a way to make um, his winning locker from 2019. So if that's not a way to make somebody a fan for life, I don't know what it is. So literally, if nothing else, for no other reason, um, I'll be watching that this weekend. And uh, also, I kind of like the uh, the little the 17th hole. I suck at golf. Um, I've never played with any of you guys. I feel like I could take a shot at that hole. I may have said that in the past too, but it's what, like 150 yards? And you stand on the one, you know the hole if you've seen the commercials. It's got the spit that comes out with the big circle with the with the hole that they move the pin around. But I feel like you can just kind of take aim at the middle of the hole. And of course it's entertaining as hell because you're watching all these great golfers and then it's, it's sloped. Right. So as soon as the ball lands and you think it's going to be close and all, it's like, it's like a bad game of like ski ball or something where you think you're going to get the, <laughs> you think you're going to get it. And then it just rolls down to the 10. Well, in this case, it rolls down to the, to the, to the water. So, and then of course you got to tee off from a different place. Right. It's a little bit closer, but a little bit harder shot. That's like your penalty shot. It's it's good fun. If if you got a hole like that, it's it's entertaining to watch. Just like the W, what is it, waste management open where everybody uh, gets yeah, up that home. one's a blast to watch. <laughs> so that's what I'll be doing. So I got my big outing of the month in last weekend. <laughs> big time with Dustin and Emmy. <laughs> all right so uh moving out of the acc tournament and the weekend look ahead it's going into uh once again bringing it uh for the last time for this year the southern 64 win the championship game so ryan wants you go through who we got in the championship and we'll we'll figure out who is the 2022 most southern person place or thing according to the guys on miserable and reckless all right um so this is it I'm glad that we had some forethought into this because we're going to end this tournament right when the uh, right on well selection Sunday is what the Sunday. Sunday. Sunday yeah Sunday yeah so <laughs> Sunday Sunday off. Sunday well I didn't want to say it and then people listen to it later and be like guys an idiot <laughs> <laughs> what day is selection Sunday <laughs> I think Tuesday. <laughs> the way I've been working recently and not quite paying attention, it's very possible. It could have been next Sunday. <laughs> so we have four categories for in case you're picking us up for the first time or haven't listened in a while. We got four categories. We've got music, sports, drinks, and sayings. 
And these are the things that we're trying to figure out. Uh, we had a people side and a culture side, right? So we're trying to figure out what's the most Southern band or uh, musician. What is the most Southern athlete or thing? What is the most Southern drink? And then what is the most Southern saying? And we've had some close calls here in the past, some of which have been settled in some not very uh, entertaining and interesting ways. If, if, if you missed our podcast last week where Dustin literally just told us about the change he had in his pocket. Uh. <laughs> the coin is just. The coin is just. The coin is just. coin is just. We're going to have to have that on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I built it up enough. Long story short, uh, we have two four seeds in the tournament, and I can barely read this. Usually we have it on the screen. But last week we had Alan Jackson just barely taken out by Saturday in the Grove. By the coin. By the coin. We're talking about tailgating in Oxford, Mississippi. And on the other side, we had the old fashioned. Knocked to the, the number one seed, the old fashioned knocked to the curb by the number four out of the Southern Sangs bracket. Perhaps it should have been ranked higher, may have been disrespected. The number four Southern Sang do what? So, if you're keeping track at home, that leads us to our championship round of tailgating in Oxford, Mississippi. In case you're wondering and you want a favorite to pick at home, we did pick tailgating last year <laughs> at the end of this entire Southern bracket. And then we also have do what now on the other side. So, Morgan, I'm going to start with you because I'm curious to see which way you may swing this. You have either tailgating or something that is said numerously, including at tailgates. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Um... But, you know, I'm going to have to go with tailgating. Sorry, I love tailgating. <laughs> Hands down, I, it's one of my favorite things to do, although I don't get to do it that often. In fact, I can't remember the last time I got to go do the same thing I just said I love doing. But um, <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm, I'm tailgating. Morgan, the last time you may have been at a tailgate was probably 2019 State versus ECU with me. Yes, that, that would be accurate. That was 2019. Yeah, Brody hadn't been born yet. Because 2020, none of us tailgated. <laughs> Correct. That the government knows about. Yeah. <laughs> and if we did, no we definitely were six feet car. apart. Park car. <laughs> Socially distanced. Yeah, it's a socially distanced tailgate. <laughs> and if we wanted to cancel something, that's something that I would cancel that phrase, put on the back half <sighs> of anything. Oh, yeah. And then we all rode Space Mountain together. Socially distanced, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My, of my favorite was when my buddy got married and his fiance put on her Instagram um, after her, their wedding photos. And she goes, we had the, re- uh, the reception socially distanced, of course. And I really wanted to come in and be like, no, the fuck you didn't. I was there. There was no social distancing or masks anywhere. <laughs> but I took the high road. I refuse to distance. <laughs> social or otherwise. <laughs> All right. So, Morgan, you got tailgating. Was I don't want to. 
I don't want to make you super depressed after the Virginia Tech win, but was the was the last time before Logan's tailgate when we went to Virginia Tech? Please tell me that's not true. Um, We're gonna have to change it if that's true. You have to do some more things below. Yeah, yes, that was true. Ooh. Um, yeah. All right. We're gonna have to change that up this year. Hopefully, uh, yeah. that's all right with everyone. And by everyone, I don't mean the people on the podcast. I mean the people that may or may not be in the background. <laughs> <laughs> people who make the decisions on on what. <laughs> All right. Well, I can see why you're why you're pining for it. I can see why why you've advanced it. Uh, we'll go to Dustin next. Dustin, yeah, I'm really in, I'm currently really enamored by this UVA UNC game. It's, Definitely a UVA game. Slow pace and low scoring. Um, let's see. So what are we picking again? Old fashioned versus Alan Jackson? Correct. It is? In your world, yes. If the coin was really just, it'd be Alan Jackson. <laughs> it'd be Alan Jackson. It's Here's a new season. You can pick whatever you want. <laughs> Here's the deal. We've talked about all these things, what we like or what we don't like about them. You want to know about that? Listen to other episodes. Here's what I can tell you. I'm still mad that Alabama was claimed to be better than Alan Jackson. And I'm still mad that the coin screwed over Alan Jackson. So do what now is my choice. There's nothing you can do about it. And I hope we have a tie and we can flip the coin again because your pretty little tailgate needs to go down. (laughs) That's it. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. That's my response. Oh, come on. All right. Logan, <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that last response with a response. You know, you know even you just respond. That was a response. <laughs> that was had, literally a response. I had made my mind up about what I was going to vote for on this and had a good reason why. But you know what? Damn it, Dustin, you're a hell of a salesman. And I think that I'm going to vote for do what now? Because I want to tie and I want to see what the coin decides. What's the coin going to decide? Is the coin really just? Alan is Jackson just? deserves retribution. Yes. Retribution is what we're after. So basically, you're just voting for good radio. Unless this is on YouTube. Tomato, <laughs> <laughs> tomato. <laughs> because I'm clearly going to vote for tailgating and the reason why I'm clearly voting for tailgating uh, in case it wasn't already made clear nah it has nothing to do with that it's it's uh, first of all I would love to go to Oxford Mississippi right and this is specifically about Oxford Mississippi so there in and of itself I'm good however first and second of all Let's be honest. Uh, I live in the state of Maryland. I'm not going to claim do what now. I'm just going to say that I said it a lot because I lived down in North Carolina for long enough that it rubbed off. However, um, if it's tailgating in general, this deserves to win. Last year, it deserves to win every year. So uh, it's literally what we went out of our way to do with Logan this November. I didn't even care about the game, honestly. I was like, well, I hope we win, clearly. But uh Hey, Carolina, NC State, let's let's figure it out. Black Friday, that's fine. I'll skip Thanksgiving. Let's go tailgate. For those who don't know, <laughs> Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So it's saying something if you're getting me away from my family and away from that turkey so that we can go tailgating. So in the name of all things that is just, 
Go ahead. Flip your Alan 19, Jackson. Flip your so nineteen. If I, if I get his three times in a row, Alan Jackson wins, right? Is that a <laughs> is that a nickel? <laughs> Tell it's us what kind of coin and what the front and the back is. What year is it? Let's see. It's a where is why are we it's doing a, it's a vintage 2017. So ah, the quite good old. days when gas was a dollar and eighty-four cents. Mm. Energy was cheap under different circumstances. And I don't know where it's from. It's got some weird woodsy picture on the back. So we'll just Is it the same cares. coin as last week? Because it was Oregon. No, this is different. So if we're being fair and you guys can shoot me down on this. Since it's the championship, I think it needs to be three out, two out of three coin flips. I agree. What's what? Let's say, so Ellen Jackson lost with heads. So I'm going to go heads for Saturday in the Grove and tails right. for um, do what now? Okay. I'm going to flip, catch, flip it over my hand, see what happens. We got three rounds here. Yep. This is not Michael Scott doing it seven times. Yeah. The coin is just. The coin is just. <laughs> Here we go. First one. Heads. Hey, that's one for uh, whatever it was. Do what now? Tailgate. Tailgate. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is he sober? <laughs> All right. We'll try it again. Let's I forgot go. what I told him. 50-50, which one was right? Yeah. Ah. Oh, Astra. It landed. It landed on tails, on the, <laughs> on the desk. Yeah, Apparently, he just he just dropped the coin on purpose and then claimed it landed on. Hey, we've got Who's the video. I, I was I'm watching the video. We we can examine the video on YouTube after. I think it was clear. It was a tails landing. This is worse than tails landing. <laughs> they just want to yell, "Stop the count! Stop the count!" <laughs> it comes down to this. This will decide the Southern 64 of 32 flavor. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> and it's heads. Ah, so it's tailgating once again, 2022. <laughs> the coin is just. The coin is just. I can't argue Literally. with it. The coin is not just. This is awful. <laughs> this is absolutely is, awful. I, I contest this election. This is not right. You'll see us in the courts. <laughs> I will. Com- I will write a blog. <laughs> you should. You should write a blog about how many times you flipped the coin every single day, and it landed tails every single time, <laughs> except for on live on YouTube. This will be All like right. uh, if you guys took it to the courts. We we should make it like the NFL. Where you just appeal and you appeal to the same guy who gave you the uh, fine in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe we could do arbitration. <laughs> go that way with it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of fun sports that can't figure out their life. <laughs> well, either way, way, either way, tailgate uh, Saturday in the Grove one. So we got tailgate back to back champs. It's almost like sup dogs in Greenville is the back to back college bar of the year by barstool so tailgating is one for us so i guess that means that we're gonna have to pick a game for the four of us to be able to go to collectively as a whole for the 2022 tailgate tour because i mean if we're if we're talking the talk back to back 
21 22 tailgate wins we got a tailgate i agree see you all in charlottesville <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'll do charlottesville <laughs> that's completely different isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were doing that in like six weeks i can't wait for that one <laughs> and morgan i agree that is about how this game's going <laughs> no i'm talking about tailgating in charlottesville <laughs> I'll bring an extra bow tie for you. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> at least since we love tailgating, at least we know the entire football fan base will be all hanging out in the parking lot since they don't know what else to do. Well, the real- I do have a question. I do have a question. Is is this one of those experiences where like you wear like extra bow ties, you get like extra points? Like if I wore like three bow ties, would I be like cooler than if I just wore one bow tie? <laughs> no, the way it works is first of all. There's a staple, okay? The staple, and like, you know like the office store. No, there's a staple to your wardrobe, and that staple is the fancy jacket, okay? <laughs> the fancy jacket Sorry. can be worn with or without bow tie. Next, underneath of that is a, shall we say, a nicely disheveled shirt. That way, it doesn't look like you tucked it in, but you could have, you could have not, you know, never know before you leave the frat house. And then if you can pop the collar and you can pop the fancy jacket collar, that's where you get your extra points. Well, I already know what I'm going to wear. Cut off jean shorts, a <laughs> burgundy t-shirt that says fuck UVA, and I'm going to shave a mohawk in my head. Morgan, as a fellow uh, fan of an ag school slash engineering school, I'm 100% right there with you. You do the mohawk, I'll do the mullet, and we'll call it a day. And I'll walk around carrying a jar of moonshine. Like, uh, walk around. All the people talking crap, uh, pipe down with your wine cooler. <laughs> now, Sounds like I, a good Facebook Live. I think the question that I would have is, does, <laughs> yes, do they does. even tailgate in Charlottesville? Because I know they don't really in Chapel Hill. No, so the, the word tailgate does not exist in Charlottesville. Perhaps it's because both of those schools have been around so long that we have proper bars that we can go to with our daddy's credit card. <laughs> and and it's uh, telling accurate, that you're accurate. just like, no, we have a proper bar to go. <laughs> and, and they all walk around chanting, my dad will sue you. My dad will sue you. <laughs> all right, Dustin. <sighs> The coin was, uh, I guess, not just for a second week in a row. So let's move on. Next topic, this yeah. bitch. Um, you said you had something prepared for us right after the <laughs> championship of the Southern 64. Update. Yeah, I got a baseball update. So <clears throat> MLB is stepping on my toes a little bit here, though, because today they came to an agreement on a interim agreement, as they call it, on a new season. But my update is not purely just an MLB update. Although it does cross into that territory. My update is a bit of a revival from our failed, awful minor league attempt at like, oh, we're going to watch and keep up minor league baseball. And then we weren't really into it and we just quit doing it. So I'm bringing it back one week only because this is, uh, this is good stuff. So as uh, MLB had their fight, the owners and players couldn't come together and all of that. Some minor league teams took action. Let me share with you the story per the New York Post. If Rob Manfred ever wished to take to go take in any Northwoods League games, he's running out of options. 
The MLB commissioner has been hit with fans by the Kalamazoo Growlers and the Bismarck Lark, according to a statement released by the Summer Collegiate Games this week. The Growlers have been committed to using fun to make a difference, and Rob Manfred has shown his commitment to the opposite. Amid the MLB lockout, Manfred and the MLB team owners have only shown an interest in money, not providing baseball for their players and fans. They're trying to ruin baseball simply for their financial gain. The Growlers look forward to continuing to grow the game of baseball through fun and putting fans first. The team looks forward to seeing you at the ballpark this summer, but not Rob Manfred. And then the Bismarck Lark says they believe in fun to make a difference in community. Since the MLB lockout began, it's been clear that MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred hates baseball and hates fun. We officially announced that we are banning Manfred from the Lars game until the lockout is resolved. So, Manfred, why you hate fun? What is it? What is it about you that hates fun? Rob Manfred. I rest my case. We're like Rob Manfred, if you ask me. There you go. I believe there were some complaining people wanted to do about the the rules, some of the rule changes. Maybe some of them were good, maybe some of them were bad. Hi, Logan, you, you don't like the designated hitter? Nope. I do like that they're getting rid of, like Morgan said, the um, putting a guy on second uh, in extra innings in the playoffs. That doesn't belong like in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, think of it like hockey, right? So, like, you can get into a regular season game with a shootout, but you don't do that in the playoffs. It's kind of a similar premise. You don't put a guy on second base in the playoffs in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing professional baseball, there should never be a man placed on base. No. You're you're, you're the best in the world playing in the best league in the world, and you have to have someone placed on second base. Just play the game. It's not that many games that go to crazy over no. Like extra innings, and anyway, sometimes those are more entertaining as it is. Exactly. Guess what? If you don't want to, if you don't want to watch a game that goes nineteen innings in the playoffs, then piss off. In reality, <laughs> they're trying to. Some of us, some of us like it. We're they're trying to appeal did. to people that aren't going to watch baseball anyways. Like, yeah. right? The crowd that's hardcore NFL, hardcore NBA, uh, a good segment of them are not watching baseball, and they're not going to watch baseball. It's a completely different sport. Those are much more fast-paced and much more contact-driven. This is just not that kind of sport. Making the game go from three and a half hours to two and a half or three hours is not going to make it more popular. No. No. They should double it's down. It's different fandoms. Yeah. To your point, they should double down, right? I think the idea is that they want to compete with football or college football or whatever. But on the flip side, right, I mean, let's, let's double down. Look, everybody watches golf. In all seriousness, they, they, they get held – they get great rating. So, um, you know, not just because I'd like to watch it, but that's not exactly the world's most leisurely, uh, <laughs> non, non-leisurely paced game, right? So, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. If, if anything, they should make it harder. I always thought it was interesting that, uh, that, like, they didn't, like, start moving the field goals back in football or something like that. Like, if you're a professional, like, start making them for further away. be kind of interesting. It'd be interesting to me if they went the opposite way as opposed to putting a man on second. Now you have four outs you have to get. Figure it out. You know what I mean? They do the same thing <laughs> in hockey. I mean, after a while, you're playing in hockey and all of a sudden they start taking people off. All right, now figure it out. So, I don't know. Short stop out of here. Right? Figure it out. Now, one thing I would do want to ask you, uh, you three, because Jordan and I were talking about this last week. How do you feel about the shift? Should they ban it? Should they keep it? Or should people just adjust that uh, hitting differently? Oh, 
Oh boy. Now we're getting into like super nerdy baseball. We we going around the horn. Yeah, let's go around the horn. We're speaking inside baseball. <laughs> See, told you it was a baseball update this week. I'll take it. Um, you should just hit the ball the other way. It's you know what? You do that a, a few times. I mean, like just hit it opposite of the shift. If you if they're shifting so you're a left-hand batter and they're shifting so far to right field, slap one down the left field line and get a double and take it and be happy with it. And eventually they're going to have to start playing you a little bit more straight up. They probably won't play you straight up because, you know, eventually when you go to swinging away, like you should, your numbers are going to start swinging back the other way, but you can, you can keep guys on. I mean, you can do it with your bat. And if you can't do it and you're a professional baseball player, then that sounds like a you problem, not a, the shift problem. Nothing drives me more insane. And this happened a couple of times last year with the Braves where they get a guy up to the plate and the shift comes on and he has the entire third baseline that he could lay down a bunt in advance runners and it wouldn't be anywhere close. And instead it's, Oh, I got to hit a home run and save the team. Yeah. We, we don't need that right now. All right. Not everybody gets <laughs> to be the saw gunner. Okay. One guy just has to throw the grenade. All right. So like, why don't you just throw the grenade? And why don't you just advance our position? All right, thanks. Appreciate it. It's annoying. Yeah. Baseball is supposed to be a part of strategy anyway. So, you know, yeah. you counter the other team's strategy by doing something different. It's, it's simple. Exactly. Strategic. Yeah, and how would you even <laughs> ban the, the shift anyway? What are they going to put lines on the field? You can't step over this section if you're in this position. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching baseball, but they have lines on the field, and when you step over them, it means different things. <laughs> not not <laughs> to keep you in your position. Well, basically, from my understanding, is if they banned it, if that came about, you can't have the um, shortstop going over to the other side of the field and vice versa, as you see now. But look, uh, Morgan, do you have a strong opinion on it one way or the other? I mean, I agree. You know, it's um, sounds like it's a, it's a you problem, not a shift problem. Like Dustin said, you know, learn to uh, learn to, to change up your game. You know? I, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all three of you because it's ridiculous to me that they want to change the rules because they can't win with the existing strategies. Like everything's so analytics driven now that if they just were to start hitting the ball the opposite way, say 15 to 20% of the time, instead of like 2% of the time, it, it's going to change how they approach you in the field. You, want, yeah. you don't have to be like a 50-50 guy and spread the ball around the field. You just, a small percentage, a fifth of the time, hit the ball the other way. They're going to stop shifting as hard on you. And then that'll probably help pick up your average. Some of these balls that you're hitting line drives in the what is usually the gap between first and second, into the outfield and then, you know, the uh, second baseman playing shallow right field throws you out. It's going to be a base hit. Just hit, go the other way. You're a pro athlete. Deal with it. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the, the, uh, pulling starters after three innings because of pitch counts uh-huh. and analytics. Can't stand that. Yeah. Thank like n- never would you have ever seen five to 10 to pl- on back years ago that, you have a guy in the World Series or in the playoffs with a no-hitter through five innings, and they yank the guy. Ridiculous. That's not baseball. Yeah, Roger Clemens get pulled in the second inning. Yeah. Or <laughs> Nolan Ryan's 
he loses his mind over this stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen or read interviews with him over it, but he thinks it's awful. He also thinks he's no doctor nor am I, but I'm going to go down this rabbit hole anyway. He also thinks that part of the the reason there's injury is because they don't allow people to throw as much as they did in his day. So he his his theory is that because he threw so much, he was not even at MLB level, but over the years as he was younger and and growing in the game, he threw a lot. And he his he's probably just a freak of nature to begin with. And it's it's hard to compare people to him. But that's his working theory. It's like they're shutting they shouldn't be shutting people down. They should be encouraging them to throw more to strengthen those muscles and then they would be able to pitch more. I mean that's what Arkansas did with Kevin Cops. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're really diving into it. <laughs> Going back into the archives. Hey, man, like I said, I read a blog about it a while back. Um, you know, looks like MLB lockdown is going to be done here soon. But in the interim, if you're a baseball fan, you should have been checking out college baseball. It's a fun sport that doesn't get televised enough. And, you know, it, there's a lot of passion and, and crazy things that are entertaining that happens in that sport. Like Ole Miss was playing Alcorn State the other day. and on a pickoff move, they go to first base and people were out of position for Alcorn State. The guy was safe uh, for Ole Miss from first to second. Then he ends up stealing third and home in the same sequence because people were out of position. Like, college baseball is just a lot of fun. I mean, so, if you're mad at the MLB, check out the NCAA baseball because it's it's definitely worth the watch. Where's your boy, uh, Mr. Moonshot, at? I I haven't looked at his uh, stats this week, so I don't have an update. Okay. Yeah. I'll have one next week since you said that. I figured like he's, he might have cooled off a little bit, sounds like. Well, I mean, hitting a home run a game is not sustainable over the course of a season, but. <laughs> just, just thought he was Mr. Big Time. So. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's Tommy Tanks launching rockets. Uh, <laughs> All right, Morgan, I think you might have something to cancel for us. Am I correct about that? I do. Uh, with, you know, March Madness upon us, I'm currently watching the ACC uh, championship game. Uh, I noticed that it's all the way up in Carpetbagger land, uh, New York City. Um, in my opinion, that belongs down in uh, the nice state of North Carolina, city of Greensboro, North Carolina. Um I'm just sorry. I, just, I don't see how you put it up in New York City when majority of the ACC fans are down below the, the Virginia state line. So with that, I am canceling the ACC championship game being held anywhere past the North Carolina state line. Just done. Over with it. Not happening anymore. Don't come calling asking for the game to be held in your cities up there. You ain't getting it. Stick to the other stuff with your horrible basketball teams and your horrible hockey teams and just stay out of basketball, college basketball. Thank you. Good night. I don't know if you want to criticize Northeast hockey teams, but, you know, that's part of that. But (laughs) I hear your criticisms on the basketball. No. I mean, NHL hockey in New York is not that great, but. Shoot, it ain't been that good in Canada lately. (laughs) 
Um, we're, yeah. we're against it being in Richmond. Can we try it once every 10 years? See if they deserve it. We'll give them a shot. You know, they'll, they'll get a, a one game plan. I don't think VCU's arena will hold all the people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If they get the New York turnout, it could. <laughs> Proximity means they're going to get plenty of people. <laughs> um, but I, just, I think it belongs in Greensboro. That's I don't disagree. No, 100%, Morgan, because the heart of the ACC have... is Virginia on down to South Carolina. Really, you uh-huh. could extend it a little bit into Georgia, but really it's Virginia to South Carolina and North Carolina being the epicenter. So it's yeah. been headquartered in Greensboro for a long time for a reason. And in reality, it's it like Greensboro Coliseum is actually, funny enough, the largest basketball arena in the country. The second is the United Center that the Bulls play in. And it's still hard uh, to get tickets for a reasonable price when it's there in Greensboro. They had tickets in New York or Brooklyn, wherever they were, Brooklyn, uh, the other day where you could see three games for $6 total. You yeah, t- it's not worth being in New York if you're having that kind of turnout where you have to turn the lights down like it's a low-level professional wrestling independent show uh-huh. who doesn't want to show on TV <laughs> that nobody showed up and bought tickets. Come on, and this is the ACC. Say, have some pride. And I'm just going to say this. Really, it's not the safest place in, in that area either. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Well, was the game that was three games for six bucks was one of them the NC State game because I could see that I think it was yesterday's games we were out before Wednesday I know <laughs> we're out on Tuesday I know I yeah, we, we're Tuesday. out on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so Did, bad didn't even make it past Tuesday last no. in the ACC that is pretty sad actually but I, you know the, the thing is they already announced Kevin Keats is back for another year because he said he's happy where the program is are you kidding me like the guy doesn't. He needs to go back to Wilmington. Go back to the CAA. I'll take him back in Wilmington. Well, Wilmington was in the CAA championship this year, but um, in DC, in DC, I, I will say though, because uh, we were texting about this earlier, if it, it's not like with old Coach Face Shield, where he did went and win the conference last year regular season, and then now he's like at the bottom of the conference. Kevin Keats is not done anything like that at all um, so his best they, year they, was year one where they were tied for third with Gottfried's players but those were another man's players like since he's recruited he hasn't won anything like yeah maybe not the man for the job you're missing your moment too brand new coach Carolina brand next yep. year brand new coach Duke yep the thing that's time to get a shiny new toy Exactly, but this is the part that's what's going to actually happen since he's guaranteed next year. One of Sebron or Tequavian Smith is going to come back, and there are rumors that Robert Dillingham, uh, who is the number one point guard in the entire country for 2023, committed to the pack. There are rumors he's going to reclassify next year. So he's going to do just enough next year to have a solid team and then be retained, and then the following two years they're going to suck. I just want to go on to rip the Band-Aid off now. Let's not delay the inevitable. Even if we lose that Dillingham kid, I don't care. It's time to rip the Band-Aid off. Well, so. everyone's back in Greensboro. Yep. <laughs> Where go. it belongs. <laughs> All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Ryan, Dustin, and Morgan. 
and we will see you next time.